If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Wendy's new breakfast two-for-three-dollar Biggie Bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two-for-three-dollar Biggie Bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Worst atrocities dedicates his life to reconciliation. But as peace falters around him, Lena Palacio's life and mission are in jeopardy. Witness Bokaya caught in the crossfire on Al Jazeera. We'll have a look at Africa in a moment, but first to the Middle East, and it is a largely settled picture across much of the region. Temperatures have been sitting exceptionally high in places like Iraq as well as Kuwait, but we will see them start to come down over the next few days, not just for cities like Baghdad, but also across some of the Gulf states. We've got 43 across the board for Riyadh, Doha and Dubai as we get into Sunday. Now, it is a largely quiet and dry picture. We could, however, see some showers starting to creep into the sun southwest of Saudi Arabia, but Mecca holds strong at 41 degrees Celsius there. Now, Cairo has been seeing a lot of heat. We are on 41 degrees Celsius, so well above the average for this time of year. However, as we go into Sunday, it will be something of a slight cool down, but a largely hot and dry picture across the north of Africa. A few showers may be creeping into coastal areas of Algeria from a weather system that is moving across the Mediterranean. But the worst of the wet weather, thanks to an easterly wave pulling across into Mali as well as Burkina Faso. Wetter weather stretching across that central band of Africa but it has been a story of heat across the south. The winter heat wave smashing records even in my hometown of Saliba Pique, Botswana.
Think of Ghana's forests as a pair of lungs or kidneys cleaning our air and water. Regulating rainfall, sunshine, and serving as a buffer against natural disasters. Those kidneys and lungs are currently being attacked and perforated at a faster rate by illegal mining. The forest is a no-go. It is an illegal area for anybody to mine. If the colonial masters save these resources, how come our fourth republic is the one destroying these resources? 34 of the country's 288 forest reserves have been affected with an estimated destruction of 4,726 hectares. This is purely criminal. Erastus Asaradonko goes deep into major forests under siege. Forests under siege upon Prama Forest Reserve. Head of School of Communication and Media Studies, tell me something that you think I need to know. Well, is the place you are supposed to be like is the best among the rest? <laughs> so, what is one interesting thing about your department? One thing about our department that I find extremely interesting is the fact that um, they allow us to actually uh, relate with the lecturers better than I had in my undergraduate studies. Um, tell us more about today's activities. Um, when we get there, we have lots of activities. So we're going to have, um, I think, Ludo, Oare, and lime, yes, Volley, Lime and Spoon. And yes, there's lots of food. Lots that's, of food. Yes, that's a plus. That's very, very important. I mean, this weekend on Joy Campus, we travel to University of Education, Winneba, to have the week celebration with the School of Communication and Media Studies. It will be fun and exhilarating. Join us this weekend on Joy Campus. And inflation were part of the reasons why the PURC approved the upward revisions in tariff. Electricity tariffs for non-lifeline residential consumers is expected to go up by some 4.22% effective 1st September 2023. However, there will be no increment in tariff for industrial consumers, non-residential consumers, including hairdressing saloons, cold stores, barbering shops, amongst others. In terms of water tariff, lifeline consumers will not experience any change in pricing. However, all other consumers who fall outside this bracket will see a 1.18 increase in tariff. Now, exchange rate challenges, fuel prices, and inflation were part of the reasons why the PURC approved the upward revisions in tariff. Now, the recent approval of tariff adjustment brings the total number of upward revisions to three this year. First was in February, another in June, plus the expected increase in September this year. Now, since mid-2022, the cumulative increase in electricity tariff is more than 60%. In fact, 
In the IMF program, government agreed that it will implement a quarterly tariff adjustment in 2023 to compensate for any exchange rate and price movement to bring the tariff close to the cost recovery level. In fact, that is what we are seeing. Think of Ghana's forests as a pair of lungs or kidneys cleaning our air and water. Regulating rainfall, sunshine, and serving as a buffer against natural disasters. Those kidneys and lungs are currently being attacked and perforated at a faster rate by illegal mining. The forest is a no-go. It is an illegal area for anybody to mine. Colonial masters save these resources. How come our fourth republic is the one destroying these resources? 34 of the country's 288 forest reserves have been affected, with an estimated destruction of 4,126 hectares. This is purely criminal. Erastus Asaldonko goes deep into major forests under siege. Forests under siege, a Pamprama Forest Reserve. In a political party at a crossroads where destiny hangs in the balance, the stage is set for a showdown of epic proportions. Ten contenders, slots, who will rise to claim the throne and secure their place in the final five with a chance to be the MPP flag bearer. Get ready for a political battle like you've never seen before. The clock is ticking and every move matters. On Saturday, 26th August, all shall be revealed and your election headquarters will make sure you miss nothing. Join the best political team on radio, TV and online from 7 a.m. for the most comprehensive coverage of the MPP Super Delegates Conference only on your election headquarters. First time was at Akramo. We got in and Amen started to read everything he sees in the room. Two year olds usually are not reading. Start reading around four. I can't explain how he is able to put all these things together. It's really a marvel to us ourselves. We, I didn't teach him anything of that sort. To sit one on one. Even if you have your device with you or you are doing something on your PC, he's so curious, he's interested in what is this. They teach themselves how to read, they teach themselves how to decode words and how to put sounds together. Think of Ghana's forests as a pair of lungs or kidneys cleaning our air and water. Regulating rainfall, sunshine, and serving as a buffer against natural disasters. 
Those kidneys and lungs are currently being attacked and perforated at a faster rate by illegal mining. The forest is a no-go, an illegal area for anybody to mine. If the colonial masters save these resources, how come our fourth republic is the one destroying these resources? 34 of the country's 288 forest reserves have been affected with an estimated destruction of 4,726 hectares. This is purely criminal. Erastus Asaradonko goes deep in major forests under siege. Forests under siege, a Pamprama Forest Reserve. to be inspired and uplifted when we take you on a captivating journey to the heart of Ghana on the flip side of the Living Standard Series, where we focus on the struggles of everyday people battered by the economic crisis. Now we focus on the stories of hope. We delve into the lives of average Ghanaians and businesses fearlessly taking on the challenges of a tough economy with determination. I believe things will get better. That's why I'm not giving up. Life it's a battle. So when life strikes you down, you don't remain there. You rise up, you fight back. From bustling markets to vibrant neighborhoods, witness the unbreakable spirit of the Ghanaian as they try to build a better future for themselves and their families. Get ready to cheer on these incredible people who prove that in the face of adversity, life shines brighter every day. Stories of Hope, Living Standard Series, this and every Tuesday on Joy News, Joy 99.7 FM, and across our social media platforms. In a political party at a crossroads, where destiny hangs in the balance, the stage is set for a showdown of epic proportions. Ten contenders, five swords, who will rise to claim the throne and secure their place in the final five with a chance to be the MPP flag bearer. Get ready for a political battle like you've never seen before. The clock is ticking and every move matters. On Saturday, 26th August, all shall be revealed and your election headquarters will make sure you miss nothing. Join the best political team on radio, TV, and online from 7 a.m. for the most comprehensive coverage of the MPP Super Delegates Conference only on your election headquarters. Welcome to your election headquarters and indeed tonight, and I said tonight because yesterday we left here at 10 uh, yeah, yeah. and it's, it still feels as if it's, it's last night, it's election It, it does, it does. But this morning we are here to bring you the special electoral college. We call it the Super Delegates uh, Conference of the NPP and it is live here on your election headquarters. 
I'm here with Wingsting Amwa, and we've been bringing you the analysis, digging deep into the 10 aspirants, but also giving you the context why we believe this isn't as significant in the big scheme of things for the MPP. But nonetheless, this morning, by close of day, five aspirants will have their presidential ambitions terminated at least onto the next elections exactly um, you know and I, I like the fact that you say at least until the next election at least because if the npp wins the 2024 elections i am not sure they're going to have elections in uh, 2027 or so because then as has been the norm uh, the incumbent president definitely gets to win however if they lose then these persons whose career will be terminated at this point at least for now can come back again the question is who makes the top five, who would be able to feel, if I could put it that way, the remaining two places? Mm -hmm. Because we have said Kennedy Japong, Alan Chermanting, Dr. Baumia will make it. Mm -hmm. And that has been our prediction yesterday in terms of the top three, yeah. uh, in no particular order. Exactly. Right? In no particular order. Um, so we're saying we're going to have uh, Kennedy Japong, we're going to have uh, Dr. Baumia and Alan Chermanting definitely in the top three. And then the rest of the seven will have to share the remainder of the two slots. Oh, but not, not, not the rest of the seven per se, because as we get into the analysis, we'll take some people out. They wouldn't share the rest of the two. They would not be part of the rest of the two. Um, it, it, it becomes dicey if you want to. For, I, I mean, I don't think that uh, my very good friend Kujupoku would make it. I'd be surprised if he makes it. Again, I mean, I, give, I always make, give mm. the caveat that anything can happen in elections, but I don't think Kujupoku can make it. I don't think so. That. So you, you, so well. Oh, you're that, that's 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 what you believe. No, I think that, that uh, you believe that he is. No, he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. No, no, he's not going to make it. So he, for him, we just cross him. Um, you cross my uncle Kofi Kunidu I, I don't think he's going to make it too. Um, okay, so you want to cross him yes, out? Yes. Then I. Cross you also want to cross my uncle Kofi Kunidu Okay. Um, so then it becomes. Inspired by the fact that he is apart from. Alan Chamanting, the most experienced at contesting in presidential primaries of the MPP. You're crossing him out still. I, I tell you one thing. One of the things that of Fikne Duapri could do, and, and we'll get to him, one of the things he should have done was to take a break post-2007. At his plane. In 2007, Dr. Kofi was the campaign director mm. for Akufado. Now, when it happens like that, you've accepted to do what? To lead the party into victory. So in 2010, he doesn't contest. If you realize, in 2010, he wasn't part of those who contested. And it's understandable because you were the campaign director of Akufuado. You took him into the 2008 elections. You don't turn around, okay? And, and one of the things you, I mean, if you speak to uh, experienced uh, persons like, uh, you know, Jay Kufo, uh, he will tell you that when you are choosing a campaign team, when you're choosing a campaign manager, don't choose a campaign manager who has presidential ambitions. Mm. So the moment you went, Kofi Kudapiku becomes a campaign manager, campaign director, post the election, he must stay away from wanting to become a president. That's my view. And, and so it was understandable when he didn't contest in 2010. But then he shows up in 2014 and he performs woefully. That again should have sent a signal to him that Dr. Kofi Kudapiku, maybe, maybe, you have emerged at the wrong time. And, I, and yesterday, I mean, last night I made the point. But they're very good candidates in there, okay? But they've emerged at the wrong time. Mm. And when you emerge at the wrong time, accept it and groom somebody else. Mm. Because whatever happens, 
you won't get it. Well, and also the reason why we're saying this, and we're going to get into the numbers also for you, for Kondeda Perku, he's been contesting this for four times. This is his fourth time. Yeah. And the first time he showed up in 1998, he placed third with... Uh, what? Uh, 50 50, 52 votes and had just 2% of the votes. And the second time he comes in uh, in uh, 20, 2007. 2007, he comes in uh, again. If you look at the rest of the other guys here with him who were also on the list, he just managed just what? 19, 19 votes. 19. Now he performed better than Wachi Jaco and Kobana Japan, uh, 10 and 9 respectively. And then the, ne and the, ne the, ne the other time he also contested in, in 2014, uh, he only manages. A, a, in that particular election uh, for Konodua Perku uh, from uh, 52, 19, and then ends up in in last place. Right? Last place. He didn't, he, he didn't actually make it. See, that's the problem. In last place. Because, look, you're, so, if you're saying you're getting 17 yeah. and placing fifth, you get less than that, and you're done. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You see, um, Kofi Konodua Perku, at this stage, I'm sorry, but at this stage, Kofi Konodua Perku should be one of the elders of the NPP, mm. who can advise them, say, how about we do things this way? How about we do things that way? Mm. He should not be one of the persons who will be seeking to lead the NPP. And well, he, done, he did an interview with me uh, in the lead-up to this day, the MPP's uh, Superdelegates Congress. We'll talk about what he said very shortly, but we're going to be crossing over to our correspondents across the country this morning. There are 17 polling centers spread across the country. Uh, we have two of them, the M M MPP, Greater Accra Regional Office is hosting one, but then the national headquarters will also host another. And we are there for you uh, this morning. We are also across the regions, in the Ashanti region in particular, the hotbed of political activity, and of course, the stronghold of the MPP. Um, Peter Senu is going to join us pretty shortly, and in Italia as well. In fact, let's go to in Italia right now, who is in the Western region uh, for us uh, this morning. Hello, Ina. I could see uh, a short while ago that the police officers were already around there. What about the electoral commission officials? No, Evan. So for the Western region, um, it's only police officers who are here. Um, I got here around 7 a.m. and I could only see police officers around here. Electoral officers have not arrived, but um, as we know, we are expecting um, 46 delegates to be voting this morning. These 46 delegates are made up of 17 constituency chairpersons, 17 regional executives, one founding member, and nine members of parliament. And so for now, that is what is happening here at the center at the Takradi Technical University. Mm. And you, you say that, but the polling we know starts at 9. You, the EC officials are on the ground with materials yet. Clarifying. Yes, Evans, EC officials are not here. It's only police of, uh, officers who are around as of now that we are talking. Mm. And we expect this to be a pretty swift vote, are we not? Sure, Evans. I mean, this shouldn't be dragging at all when they consider sure, that sure, more but people here. Yeah, like I've indicated. Yeah, but uh, in Athalia, have you seen the, any of the delegates you know, uh, showing up? What's been. Uh, you know, the activities prior to this particular event. For instance, last night, did anything happen? Well, Winston, for instance, um, Abna Kuala, who is very known by the NPP party, um, had organized women here to have a prayer section, prayer and fasting section for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Uh, for her, she believes that uh, he is the sure bet 
for the NPP in the coming election. And then there have been series of delegates coming to meet um, party executives, party members. For instance, I can also talk about the fact that Dr. Baumud Baumia was in the region. He had a tour of the region, something they say, um, um, Baumia Connect and all that. So there have been series of engagements. Um, Kennedy Japan has been in the region, among other delegates who have been meeting um, delegates to speak with them. So, okay. But the Western region has been quite busy prior to this election today. And finally, we know that um, one of the aspirants, Joe Gatti, a uh, member of parliament for Iskadeketan from the Western region, um, what have the people been saying about Joe Gatti? The delegates, I mean. Well, Winston, uh, if I can just be as frank as possible, for the Western region, you, you would mostly hear um, Dr. Baumia's name on their mouth. Joe Gatti, little has been said, but um, when you go to his constituency, you know he's the member of parliament for Sikado Ketem, you, you see a lot of them saying that they believe so much that if he's given the nod, he can perform some magic in our economy, he can do better. And so, in as much as you don't hear most people talking about Joe Gatti, few people are vowing for Joe Gatti to be part of these five today. Uh, Ina, thank you very much. And Ina makes a point that, that you also touched on uh, when we are building up uh, yesterday into today. The Joe Gatti factor, this is, this is his home region, and yet Ina tells us that he's not making as much of a strong showing in terms of talkability leading into today. Yeah, he's not. And, I mean, that's surprising. But, of course, it's to be expected. It's to be expected because Joe Gatti is not a front-runner in this election, and that's the reality. Um, you know, Joe Gatti's had his own issues. Joe Gatti's decided he's not going to be, um, you know, going back to Parliament in 2024. You've seen people show, uh, 2020, yeah, 2024. You've seen people showing up wanting to take his seat. It's not like it was in 2014, where at the time we had a lot of people talking. And that's him, by the way. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Gatti. A smart wall behind us, right yes. there. Showed up in 2014, got um, 22 votes, for instance, in the super delegates. Then he steps down. He withdraws from the race, even though he had made a top five, and throws his support behind Anadu Dankwa Kufuado. Uh, but unfortunately now, he's not really in the free. The thing, however, is that he's going to be voting because he's a member of parliament. Mm. And so he's going to be there. He's also from a constituency. He has a chairman. I don't know whether his chairman is going to vote for him or not. Uh, but uh, by now, I expect Joe Gatti to have been able to, for nothing at all, I spoke, I mean, should have been able to speak to the delegates in the Western region. And so, uh, you know, other constituents that are very close to his, for instance, the uh, Second D constituency, Kwesimintin, Efien, as well as Takradi. I know that the Western Regional Minister, who is the Member of Parliament for Takradi, also supports Dr. Bamia. I know that the Member of Parliament for Efien, Joseph Kujo, also supports Dr. Bamia. I know that Andrew Japamesa, who is Member of Parliament for Second D, also supports Dr. Bamia. I do not know whether they've been able to convince their uh, chairpersons, but if Jogati can actually do this, and he has a good showing in the Western region, if he's able to get, I mean, one or two more, he probably could do that trick. And uh, talking about Jogati, well, I mean, in times when we've had these conversations, for instance, he's talked about how he cuts across. You know, he's the candidate cuts across. He's going to tell you about how his father is actually uh, from Winneba. Okay, his mother uh, is from Isikado, but the mother's father is from Osu. So he's telling you all his background. If he can get votes from all his cousins around the world, around the country, probably he could make the top five. But the, but I, but but the reality is, is the, it's going to be tough for him. It's, it's, look, it's going to be tough I mean, for him. It's going to be very tough for Joe Gatti. I, I, I expect him 
to either make it or be very close to making it. But I'm not going to write him off, and, as, as, and, and as I've written uh, Kojo Poku and uh, you know, Kofi Pinedu off, for Joe Gatte, I think he can make it. Mm. And, and, and also to put it in perspective, he was possibly one of the first people I, I heard shortly after the 2020 elections on the radio station somewhere in the Western region declaring that he wants to run for president. Yeah. He, he, was, he was in there very, very early, laying down his ambitions for now. So he's had time to nurse this and to come back. As you see, in 2014, he did this. What will happen if he doesn't make the uh, top five? And the question that we'll be constantly having to engage is that question. If you don't make the top five, what do you do? Do you join that alliance that Wachejak talked about and back somebody in the top five going into November? And all of them will have to weigh up those options. And they have been meeting from all the conversations that we've heard, with the exception of Baumia, indeed. All the others have been meeting, trying to analyze and come to the conclusion, who do I back? Who do I form an alliance with if I am not in the race going into November? Even in November, if it goes into a runoff, what happens? And then I've had the conversation around establishment candidate versus non-establishment candidates, and that is how they're going to play the game if it comes to it. Hold that thought. I know there's a lot you want to say on that, but I want to come to uh, Peter Senu, who is going to be joining us right now from the OT region. Well, of course, there's, there's voting this morning also. Uh, we'll get that for you. Hello, Peter. Hi, Evans. Good morning. Great to have you uh, joining us this morning for this special coverage of the NPP Superdelegates uh, Congress. Tell me what's happening where you are. We are still an hour and 30 minutes before voting actually starts. Have you seen any activity around you? Well, Evans, um, at Dambaya College of Education now, and there is absolutely no activity here except uh, these two agents. You see behind me who are agents for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. And so that is what we can report that is happening here. Apart from that, no security, no other regional party official is here. Nothing whatsoever at the Dambaya College of Education, where we expect about 30, not about 30 exactly, um, delegates to come cast their votes today in the Super Delegate uh, Congress for the NPP to cut down the number from 10 to 5. And we would love to have a conversation with them, if they don't mind, get a sense of what their own expectations yeah. are today yeah. uh, in these elections. And considering that if, uh, they're there very early, they really mean business. And Wingsing and I will tell you why for Baumia. This means far more for him than possibly for any other in this particular race today, although it's just top five. For them, as we've been told, they just don't want to be in top five. They want to win this. And yesterday I was speaking to Sami Ewuku, who says he want to win this and get 70% and above. So for them it's important, and no wonder they are there early. Uh, Peter, let's get your thoughts on, yes. on the expectations. Yes, so what's your name, please, and why are you here so early? My name is Mensa Malakai, an agent to Dr. Mahmoud Baumia Ajimai <laughs> from Ghana. Ajimai, yeah. that's another title for Dr. Baumia. Yes. But you have come so early. Why are you here so early? The well, election is supposed to start at nine. We, we have a, a very good determination to be the ultimate winner of this contest. So that is why we prepared at dawn to be here 5, 5.30. 
so Amen. that they will know that we are serious. We mean the war. This is not a war, just a uh, but, but in a, in a, in a in a certain context, mm. I can also represent as a war. Okay, looking at the numbers, we have thirty delegates. Uh, what what percentage margin out of that thirty? Uh, what 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 percentage margin are you looking at that would put for Dr. Mahmoud? Yeah. We we are are we working around the ninety ninety five percent out of the hundred? We are expecting about twenty five or more people. Yes, twenty five or. 28 to to vote for the argument of Ghana. Wow. So, what, what, what do you expect generally? What, what are your expectations apart from getting 90 to 95%? Uh, what are your expectations in terms wow. of voting and in the process? Your party executives are not here. The security, nothing is here apart from no, you. No, not that they are not here. The issue is that uh, they said they will begin the process nine that way. So they are on their heel preparing to, to be here. Right. Thank you so much. And Evans, uh, from what he says, uh, we this week the regional minister himself uh, spoke to us and declared his support for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. And so if you find the regional minister himself uh, supporting, declaring openly his support for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, then you, you your guess is as good as mine that a larger number of the delegates are willing, or maybe, so to say, whip in line to give their thumbs to Dr. Mahmoud Baumia today here at the Dambai College of Education in the region. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Peter. Uh, now we are getting to hear from the agents, and Peter will stay with us throughout our coverage uh, at 9 when the rest of the officials join them at the, 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 that station there in OT. We're going to hear more from them. But it's interesting, is it not? Or it's not a surprise to us that an hour and 30 minutes before polling starts, the only two agents you find are those of the man in, in our shot there behind us on our smart wall, the vice president. I'm not surprised. Um, you know, you've indicated, for instance, that uh, when you spoke to Samuel Kwon, Top Star, he says they're looking at uh, winning 70% or more. Uh, the thing with um, the Dr. Bami team is that they see this as the momentum they need going into the main election in November. They believe that if they're able to win and win convincingly, win handsomely, it sends a certain signal. And that's why you may have heard, you know, the others also make the point, for instance, that it doesn't really matter. The thing with the NPP Superdelegates Congress is that we have only one, uh, you know, uh, trend. I mean, what happened in 2014, yeah. and that's Akufuado. The situations may differ. Eighty percent in, in the superdelegate, ninety-four in the in the main, in the main primary. primary. I mean, so you have that particular situation, and you're asking yourself the simple question. So yesterday, for instance, post um, the even analysis, uh, there are some people who called me and said they wanted to talk to me. They're asking me what's really going to happen. So is it a case that whoever wins the superdelegate is going to win the main Congress? And I say I don't know. Because, I mean, I mean, we just don't have enough historical enough his, data, yes, data to be, within the party to make that prediction. Yeah. So I could just make reference to the Akufado victory. But then again, it's not, when it comes to election, it's not just about the quali uh, quantitative data. There's also the qualitative information that you would add to it to be able to make that uh, analysis and the story behind the story and say, have things changed? I mean, the kind of love Akufado had at the time, does Dr. Babamia have the same love? Does he have the same control? But the most important thing is that Evans... The Dr. Baumia team, well-resourced, they mean business. And for them, even a 50% victory is a loss. And, and, and it's important why that is the case. Because for him, 
he will win this. Many people have come to that conclusion, yeah. right? It's just not about whether he wins this or not. It's about what margins he wins this by. And that is why this is absolutely important. He cannot get anything in the 60s. If he gets anything in the 60s, he is in trouble, right? Why? Because many have tagged him as establishment candidate. I know Nana Kumiyanko rejects that description that he's an establishment candidate. He says, instead of establishment candidate, they would rather describe him as the front runner. But the fact is, he is the establishment candidate. He's the establishment candidate because he is the very embodiment of the establishment, of the party's executive arm. He is there. He has no choice. It's not fault of his that he is a vice president. And when he moves, he has to still move with all the state, I guess, resources at his disposal, right? And so he is that. And, and of course, and I say the, the, make this point, the president himself has publicly stated that I don't support anybody. But logically, logically, you, the cloth have been tied together since 2008. If you're looking for somebody to perpetuate your legacy, who else are you going to find in these 10 people than your vice president to do that for you going forward? And so it's logical that you expect that the president will back him. And if the president is backing him, the president doesn't need to openly say, back him too. People will just throw that line, even if the president is not doing it directly. But we know there are presidential surrogates who will be going around urging people in the president's name to back him. And that is why, and again, we are kinds of people voting today. They are his colleagues, right, who sit in cabinet, ministers, members of parliament, having to hear their criminal going into this, the suggestion that members of parliament are being coerced to, 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 to vote for him. And then we saw what happened in the Shandri region when he walked into the stadium there. And he walked into the with close to a hundred of the members of parliament, right, currently in, in the house. And that shows you what we are saying. Having to hear the story about regional executive meeting, for the, for, that's the reason why the party two days ago had issued that yeah. um, notice to them, stop all meetings and retreats. Yesterday, we had a deputy general secretary in the studio in analysis talking about the reasons why they did that. Because regional executives had called for retreats. And the suggestion was these retreats were being held by regional executives who are members of the Special Electoral College who were backing him. And so he is the establishment candidate look, going Evans, into this. Look. And that is why he cannot, among special electoral college voters who are mostly representatives of the establishment, get anything in the 60s. He needs to get the north of 70 and possibly aim to hit 80 so he can show to the rest of the field that I am the undisputed favorite, at least among these movers and shakers and the decision makers in the party. Well, that's because, you see, and, and, and I was getting to the point that, you see, sometimes people buy pressure for themselves, like we say. This is a, a, a race to reduce the number to five. For, for, forgive me. Forgive me. Let's go to the party's headquarters now. Um, Samuel Mbura uh, is joining us right now because this is the national uh, uh, headquarters of the party here in the Greater Accra region. I, I, I'm distinguishing that because there is also a second voting center just for the Greater Accra region, but the national headquarters also has a, a center there, and that's where we can find Samuel Mbura uh, joining us right now. Samuel, uh, we've been at at least two of the voting centers in Westing and in Oti. Very little activity, but this is the national headquarters. This is where the results will be declared. Is there any activity with just over an hour to go. Evans, uh, all is set at the headquarters of the MPP here in Accra. Uh, the police 
has actually taken position. At the moment, I'm told that the elections committee is holding a crunch meeting ahead of the um, election that will begin at 9 p.m. So this actually the centre where 204 uh, delegates are expected to cast their ballots, including the vice president, um, the former president, Jay Kufour, His Excellency, and all the big wigs, the national council members, national executive um, council members, as stipulated by the MPP's constitution. So earlier, I had conversations with the uh, General Secretary Justin Kojia, uh, he told me that he would definitely be uh, here as well. So this is where the main action or where the main concentration will be so far as this Super Delegates Congress is concerned. So um, the security is set and then we are still uh, waiting for all the materials and everything that matters for these elections to be uh, conducted. So the EC is solely responsible for the um, election, so the coalition uh, will be there at the EC office and declaration uh, as well. So everything is set here. As you can see in the shots, the security arrangements, they've actually barricaded some of the roads or the roads leading to the front of the MPP headquarters here at Asalanda. I have with me my colleague uh, Kojo Brace to find out from him what he makes of the uh, setup so far. Kojo, what, what do you make of um, the, I mean, the setup so far? I think it's been, it's, it's a well-planned yeah, you know, process. If you look at how the security is well represented here. You see how orderly things are being handled here. It tells you that this has been a well-planned one. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the way the security setup is. Uh, we are yet to gain entry into the headquarters, uh, headquarters itself yeah. to really understand what's happening there. But we understand that the elections committee is in a meeting currently. Yeah. And, and so we expect that in about some few hours' time, we'll be giving, or some few minutes, we'll be giving a brief as to how the whole thing is going to happen. But really, everything here tells that they have really prepared for this. Right. So um, we know very well that these um, the top party members are supposed to come and cast their ballots here. Let me just run you through the, the list of those who are supposed to go through here. We have the national executives. There are 24 of them. The ministers are seven. We also have... So the, the national executives here are 24, the ministers are seven coming to cast their ballot, the national committee chair are actually two, we have the special organs of the party as stipulated by the constitution, nine of them, external branches, 80, national council of elders, 33, then past officers, they are 40, directors, nine, making a total of uh, four coming to cast their ballots uh, here. So uh, I'm told that the vice president will be here by 10 a.m. to cast uh, his ballot. So what are your expectations so far as this, this is concerned? Well, I expect that the process will go as smooth as possible. Uh, my, the, the only thing is that we heard that today no, no candidate will be allowed to, to campaign, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked how a car just came by, uh, you know, blowing horns and singing the praise of one of the candidates. Uh, I overheard the police, uh, the police personnel say they have tried to stop him, but he, he didn't. So I, I think it's something that the, the party would have to, uh, you know, check else other candidates may want to try and if they do it won't probably you know uh, spell well for for this but i expect uh, the party to have a smooth you know uh, process and that everything will go according to plan at the time they said they would, they would end voting they will and they will know what the way forward but but from what i've seen i think we would have a smooth uh, process so far
Yeah, so uh, we, we know that the party is not allowing any Congress uh, on this voting day, but we still have the pictures of the aspirants on the wall of the, the party headquarters here. Uh, all 10 aspirants um, are still on their, their papers or their posters are still on um, the walls here. But any form of gathering, any form of Congress, any form of campaigning, uh, will not be allowed here at um, any of the centres as directed uh, by the party. And anyone who comes to cut the, uh, cast the ballot is not supposed to take a picture of it because the party has already reiterated the point that these are um, uh, criminal offences and then it will definitely be faced with the punitive actions. Yeah. So in the past, we've had people casting their ballots, taking pictures yeah. and then showing and something that it is just to gain the trust of the people that they are voting for so that at least at the end they can give them something in return some see that to be vote buying and all that what, what do you make of that yeah i mean i, mean, I, I think that that is a good measure mm. the thing is voting is secret isn't it exactly. that's what we all know so why do you have to take a photo a camera in that take photograph of your vote and that's why i think every party would have to say we don't entertain that so this is a good thing that don't take your camera in there and take a photograph of your thing i mean someone has pledged allegiance to a candidate and to show loyalty and evidence of me uh, going according to my words they would want to take photographs but but that's 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 not needed and that's why the party says we will not allow so i think it's a is a is a measure in the right direction don't take your your camera in there to take photographs as part of the directive no private security is allowed here uh, no no part i mean Private security is allowed, and we have all seen that. Since I came, I've not seen private security, though the, big, the dignitaries are here to arrive, but I've seen that the police have taken control. Yeah. You think that that is a measure that needs to be enforced because we know that ministers will be coming and those who qualify under the National Council's committee coming to vote, they have special security as well. Uh, what, what do you make of that as well? The security uh, you know, um, um, measures are to be handled by the Ghana Police Service. And that's what the police has done. So they just have to allow the police to do their work. So I think this is also a step in the right direction. Allow the police people who are trained to do this, to handle it. I mean, anybody who will come here, whatever the situation will be, the police have the requisite training and experience to deal with it. And, and you can see for yourself All right. how they have, you know, uh, marshaled the, the, the personnel here, how they are positioned themselves. It tells you that really they understand their work. So exactly. it's, it's good that they allow them to do their work. All right. Okay, so, um, Evan, so, like I said, everything is said here. We are waiting for the time to start the election here at the headquarters of the NPP. But what I can say is that everything is um, in place, and then in the next one hour, we should be expecting the, the voting to start. Thank you very much, Samuel Mbura and uh, Kojo Brace, uh, two of our uh, reporters on the ground there, the party's national headquarters, which also is hosting a voting center. Uh, we'll be joined later by MFR Power and Elting uh, Broby covering that for you. We'll also be at the Electoral Commission headquarters because that is where the NERV center will be as far as the votes coming in from the country. We'll go there first, tabulate it, and send back to the national headquarters for a declaration. We'll get to Kumasi pretty shortly, but something caught your fancy when we were talking to some of them, Bura and Kojo Brace. Exactly, Evans. We've been talking about you know, these uh, posters still over there. Mm -hmm. You'd actually, I mean, you, you, you make the same s simple point. On the day of elections, particularly at the party's national headquarters, the party can actually clean its wall 
Okay, they could do things at other places. I mean, I'm not sure they're going to do it, for instance, in the other voting centers because these are not party offices. And so if they're not going to be doing it in other voting centers, the party should be the foremost place to set that particular thing and say, we are not going to allow this. So when you have a rule that explicitly yeah. forbids campaigning at voting centers. So the party should have cleaned its wall. And so today you don't see this there. I mean, when we spoke to Mustafa last night, he talked about, uh, Haruna, sorry, Haruna. last night, he talked about how, you know, they are still in the process, they're still going on. I expected this to be, have been done long ago. Yeah, in fact, he suggested that because of our conversation yeah. overnight, we could have done it. They could have done this overnight. They could have done this. Clean the wall. It's still not too late. Before the people show up, the party should clean its wall. You don't need to go to the party's headquarters to go and vote, and you're seeing, you know, um, candidates po- having their posters and uh, billboards all around, you know. That's still campaigning anyway. It is campaigning. Let's go to the MPP's stronghold of the Ashanti region right now. I want to bring in now uh, Nanaya Ojima, who is standing by for us right now in a place that we expect to be, again, keenly contested. It has the biggest number of special electoral college voters, and for good reason. This is where they get the bulk of their votes in national elections. And as we've been analyzing yesterday, it is a key place to watch for Alan Chemanting. That's his home region. And Dr. Bamia would like to make inroads in there as well. That is more than 100 delegates voting there. And Ayaujima, is everything set in this always, always keenly contested area for the MPP? Shanti region is almost set for the big election today. Um, moments ago, the EC called in agents of the various candidates. They went to the um, barricaded area where we have a strong police team guarding the area. They, they went through security checks. The police scanned all the agents before they were allowed into the inner perimeter to take their seats within the area. The EC not long ago also brought in all the materials. They are about setting up for the election itself to begin. Um, oh, I'm here with my colleague Nana Boache who has been doing a quick check of the area and he would give us a vivid description of how the KNUST law faculty is looking like today. Nana. So, Nanaya, the whole KNUST Law Faculty Auditorium remains a no-go area for some delegates and then um, the EC officials are the only persons who can enter. But delegates will have to enter during the election period itself. But at the moment, nobody can enter the auditorium. So, as I speak, heavy security presence here at the KNUST Law Faculty as we prepare for the election itself. Regional executives have been here. They came to inspect the whole um, auditorium and then they environment for the election and then you, before you get into the law faculty itself from my right you can you pass through three security checkpoints from my left you pass through three security checkpoints so matters of security is quite heavy here at the KNUST law faculty as I, as Nana said earlier EC is now setting up for the election itself Nana so already I've seen some policemen in the police camouflage. Others, others are the MTTD um, officers who are at the various, they are the first point of call when you get to this area. Um, if 
you are coming in with your vehicle which is not an official vehicle by any any person designated to work within the inner premises or within within the play a major part of the election you are not allowed to come inside so at the first checkpoint that was where our vehicle was stopped they had to force us um, they had to make us leave the vehicle and pick all the things that we were carrying here. That's the um, gadgets we are using for, for our broadcasting. They had to let us um, bring all of, all of them out and walk to the space. So unless you are a, a security personnel or an EC officer, you are not allowed to bring in your vehicle into the KNUST or the, uh, the, the, the KNUST law faculty itself. You are stopped at the first entrance from both the left and the right side of the entrances. Anybody, any person who comes in with a vehicle that is not an official one, um, you are stopped here. And before you get access to the inner perimeter, that is where the, the election itself will be held. The police are there to check you. They will scan you and make sure that if there is any foreign material which is not supposed to be on you, they take it out before you get access into the inner perimeter. So already seated are some of the agents of the um, aspirants here. Um, since we came here, we've not cited any um, poster or anybody trying to campaign within the, um, the, 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 the premises where the election itself is taking place. Alright, so Nanaya, there over here you can see the Oforiko Municipal Chief Executive who is also inspecting the whole electoral process and he's looking at the security presence here. I would want to get close to him and have an interaction with him, but then he would want to speak to the agents of these aspirants before he comes to us. So security is quite heavy. The presence here is enough. The EC is setting up, preparing itself for the electoral process. So out of the 119 voters who will be casting their votes, we only saw one regional executive present who came to also inspect the place. He left not long ago. Um, the security keep on bringing in their equipment to set up to make sure that everything goes on smoothly here at the KNUST Faculty of Law. So far, I'm here to cite any of the um, delegates, that the super delegates coming here. Um, the only person that I can see so far is the Oforikum Municipal Chief Executive, and he is playing a key role in the setup. This is his constituency, and he is in charge of the setup. He's supposed to ensure that things are in place for the election itself. We are trying to get some of the party um, members to speak to. We want um, some quite influential people within the party to grant us some interviews on what is happening here today. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, Mr. Mills, welcome to join in. Um, you've, you've been here since this whole process um, started. Um, you, you've seen the setup, the security setup and everything. Are you satisfied? Uh, thank you, my brother. And uh, thanks for having me. Yes, from whatever I've seen around since I came here this morning, uh, as you've already alluded, I'm very, very satisfied looking at the security arrangement right from the first point, the second point, and even the inner circle, how the security arrangement is made. I think it is really, really uh, excellent, and I wish that 
by the time we finish the whole process, there wouldn't be any, I mean, issue that should be contentious with regard to security arrangement. But uh, so so far, I'm impressed. We are expecting only 119 um, super delegates to come in here and cast their ballots. But the security details, they are even more than the number of delegates we expected here. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, it is only proper because, uh, as we said in account language, and I'm the door in Senkwe, if you should take 10 or 15 security personnel to protect one life I think there's nothing wrong with it and I wish that across the country we see the security details or security arrangement going on like that so that I don't see anything wrong with it thank you very much so we have others who we also want to speak to there are some party um, uh, uh, some party members who have been very instrumental in campaign in campaigning for some of the candidates here in today's election. And I'm watching. All right, so I have with me um, a member of the Alan Kwejoche Martins yeah. campaign team here with me. Um, how has the process been so far for you? Let's talk about the security presence here. And then also, are you, are your team, are you satisfied with whatever that you see today? Yeah, being here, uh, you can see the security around. There are, there are many, and we are okay with the number here concerning the security. What are your expectations for today um, during and after the electoral process itself, the super delegate conference today here in the Ashanti region? Well, uh, all I know is that uh, everything is going to be peaceful concerning how things are arranged here. Things are going to be peaceful. And I know uh, we are here for selection and not election. We are here to select five out of ten. So definitely it will be peaceful. All right, so he's expecting the electoral process for the Superdelegate Conference to be peaceful. And let me take over um, you closely. Let me take you closely to what is going on here. The security are making sure that everything goes on smoothly here at the KNUST Law Faculty. So we can see the police arriving with some shields to help them ensure that they are at their maximum best here at the KNUST Law Faculty. Over to you, Evans. Nanaya Ajuma, thank you very much. And no wonder the Shanti Regional Center is having a flurry of activity right now. The, uh, even more activity than the national headquarters. Yes, yeah, so you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of things. Uh, this is the Ashanti region. I mean, minus the national headquarters is the largest center, okay, with 119. And I mean, as you stated, you understand the party has, uh, you know, over 40 constituencies. So, I mean, I mean, there are 40 constituencies in Ashanti, 47. And so you have 47 chairmen coming in, about 42 members of parliament. If you look at, um, you know, foundation members, it gives you a lot of numbers in the Ashanti region. Even ministers, the regional minister himself is going to vote uh, in the Ashanti region. And it's one region where, uh, you know, a lot of the candidates have lineages too, for instance. Mm. Okay, so you're looking at um, Alan Kojo Chermanting. And that's him on your at, screen uh, there. You're looking at Kojo Poku. You're looking at uh, Dr. Kofi Kunidwapreku. You're looking at uh, Kwabne Japong. You're looking at Efri Yakuto. That's five. And then you're looking at even Boache Jaku, whose father is from the Ashanti region. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of them have, you know, they could, could trace their lineage to the Ashanti region. But also because the Ashanti region has become a very important part. Now, Alan Chermanting's campaign is centered on the Ashanti region. He said, I can get you 2 million votes in the Ashanti region. And if I get you 2 million votes in the Ashanti region, I'm making the elections very difficult for the NDC. And so if you are a Dr. Baumia, you want to go to the Ashanti region, even though this is a super delegates congress, and make a point and show. And that's why, you know, 
Uh, yesterday, I mean, at night, a lot of activities for a lot of those members who, of parliament who support Dr. Bamia were told they were engaging the delegates. He had met them. They were talking to them. And that's why you can see. So very early in the morning, people are there. And let, let's to speak sure to this for a second. When we went to the uh, home, we'll get to the home region of the vice president shortly. But this is the home region of yeah. Alan Chamanting, one of the two outright front runners. And yesterday, those who did not join us, what we analyzed was... If you look at uh, Alan Chamanting and the role he's played in the Shantwijid in terms of giving a boost to Akufuado in the campaigning there, we're looking at the trends, if we can see any trends there, because he takes some credit for some of the work that is done in the Shantwijid in election years and campaigning on the ground because the Shantis, obviously, from the, those from the region, they know tribal lineage is very important to people there. Politics. And in 2007, when he lost to Akufado, Ashanti region dropped by 4.5 point, percentage points in the main elections. And that is significant, right? Yeah, it is. Also because of the criminality surrounding it. Also because of all this conversation about he has resigned, he hasn't resigned, and all that. And the view in that concern that he, in that statement he wrote, about people supporting him being victimized and being sidelined, People obviously appear to have reacted to that in his own region and didn't give the party as much in 2008 elections when they went in there, dropped by 4.5%. And why is this important? As we've always analyzed, in the Ashanti region, if the party is going to win a national election, they have to win it in the Ashanti region by more than 75%. Yeah. They have to be north of 75%. Anytime they've been south of 75%, they've lost elections. 75% and less the laws of election. That is why Alan is important. And then you come to um, 2012, where in 2010, again, Alan loses to Akufuado in the primaries. And then in the Ashanti region, they drop in percentage points by 1.6%. What that meant was another defeat for the party in the elections. Now, we are, we are not saying that he's only the reason why they drop. That's all we're saying. We're saying that he's definitely a factor in the drop that he experienced there. And then you come to 2016. A similar story also emerges, Winston. Yes, in 2016, he loses to Akufado, but then he goes on a campaign tour with Akufado. Very actively. He was very active. Akufado did a deal with him and announced it publicly. Everywhere he went, Alan Chamanting was there with him. Yeah. And you saw 76.3%. And so they moved from 709 to 76.3. There's a 5.4% increase. Yeah. Okay, 5.4 uh, 5, yeah, 5 points increase in the NPP's percentage in the Ashanti region. And that's because in 2016, you've, made, you've talked about it, he was everywhere with Akufado. However, in 2020, now in government, the NPP has 72.8%. There's a drop by 3.5 points in the NPP's um, you know, uh, gain or margin in the Ashanti region. We had a conversation yesterday. I'm of the view that Prior to election 2020, a lot of issues within the NPP. You saw uh, some of the executives go even to the Menshia Palace, for instance, you know, going to you know, uh, appeal to the Otunfo and a lot of things. You saw the people in the Ashanti region complaining about the lack of development in the Ashanti region. But of course, in 2020 also, you did not see Alan Tremantin on the rounds with Akufado. But like you saw in 2016, that notwithstanding, that notwithstanding, the reality is that in 2020, still with Alan Tremantin in government, the NPP did not. And I made a point yesterday, in addition to what you just said, that if you look at the historical data from Ashanti region, 
that performance in 2020, there is his third worst performance there. And this was a time that he, in, you mentioned the point, he now moves from being out of government with a coup in 2016, where he did fantastically in terms of the campaigning. And then when he comes to government, when he has more stake, more stake in the race now, because now you are in it, the collective fortunes of the party in government sustaining it would have benefited him too. Exactly. Right? And yet he fails to deliver that. He fails to deliver and actually delivers the, the, the third worst performance and, and, and so, in that region. And so you can make the point also. Now, the other point or the other aspect of the argument is this. So in 2016, when he goes around campaigning, the NPP is able to increase and have 76.3%. But in 2020, when he's not seen with Akufado campaigning as he did in 2016, the NPP goes down. Of course, he still would take the blame because you are in government. It is expected that you play But a it's role. actually a conundrum, right, that when you were, before you came into government, you were active in the region. And then now that you've actually been, Akufado keeps his word to you, gives you the position he promises you, then you take your foot off the pedal in a place they knew, they knew the most. But that definitely raises questions. And there are many people who have criticized him and said he hasn't done enough when the party needs him the most. After 2007, he had concerns. He was put in charge of identifiable groups. People were not really happy, considering his stature in the party, that you don't give him that. There were grievances, not only for himself, but people around him. And then you come to 2020. You're saying he, again, didn't make a strong showing. Why? We don't know. You have any reason why he well, didn't, no, he didn't in, show in, as much in, in, in the region? In 2020, in 2020, he campaigned. But in 2020, you did not... Com comparatively. Comparatively, yeah. his campaigning. And in 2020 itself, the NPP did not campaign as much as they did in 2016. Mm. But in 2020, what I'm trying to say is that in 2020, one of the persons you saw going around with Akufuado is Kwame Japong. Mm. If you can remember, in 2020, Kwame Japong was the one who actually went around with Akufuado. A lot. I am saying that in 2020, I didn't see Alan Chamantin going around with Akufuado. While he campaigned, he was in Ashanti region, he was in the Western region, he was in the Central region. He was campaigning in all these areas, particularly in Western Central, you'd see him campaigning. But in the Ashanti region, he didn't campaign much. The person you saw going around with Akufuado, even throughout the whole country, uh, or, uh, in an area where Akufuado was campaigning, bearing in mind that Dr. Bamia was in the northern part of the country, was Kwabena e Japan. Mm. And that's why I'm saying that. So if we were to look at it also, you could also make the point that where he's been there, where he's been visible, it actually has inured to the party's benefit in the Ashanti region. But that notwithstanding, because we have said you are in government, if the party goes down in the Ashanti region, the blame will go to all of mm. you. But we can you know, actually let's, let's uh, go to, to break it down. Yeah. Let's go to Precious Samuel now, who is in the Bono region uh, for us uh, this morning. Uh, he is at the polling station there for the MPP and bringing us the very latest uh, pressures. Let me guess. I can see behind you that, yeah, yeah, the electoral commission officials are beginning to arrive, but it's still a quiet place, even with an hour to go. Yes, Evans, it's still a quiet place. Uh, if you can see from behind me, there's a pastoral center uh, in Sunyani where the Bono region exercise uh, will take place. Currently, we are still outside uh, because uh, they, according to the security detail, they do not have instructions to allow the media to enter Assad now. Mm. The police, uh, the regional commander, uh, DCOP, just uh, Jamra Uklu, uh, confirmed that, that they are still uh, talking to the officials to give us the green light uh, to enter. 
So the media guys are still hanging outside here, the main entrance, and uh, the security is very, very tight, very, very detailed. Uh, the pastoral center itself is a center uh, where uh, weekend students have their classes from the KNUST and other tertiary institutions in the region. And everyone who gets here uh, goes through the rigorous search uh, to ensure that everyone who enters, uh, you know, passes the uh, standard that they set to allow people to, uh, to enter. Uh, as at now, there is going to be only 38 uh, delegates who will be taking part in the exercise. And out of this 38, it includes the regional executives who are 17 of them, uh, members of Parliament 6, and you have one uh, founding father as well as one council member who happens to be uh, Mr. Siaka Stevens. Uh, quite about, about two minutes ago, he passed uh, to enter. We also have the constituency chairman, 12 of them in the Bono region, as well as the regional minister. A total of 38 uh, delegates expected to cast their you know, vote in this particular uh, exercise. Uh, uh, some few issues, it's not too clear whether Sunyane uh, constituency chairman will take part there are some few issues not too clear whether he has been injunct or not. We will get to know when the exercise starts uh, at night. And as you may have heard, the regional chairman of the NPP, uh, Kwame uh, Bafo, well known as Abronye, uh, recently released a statement that uh, he wouldn't be taking part uh, in the exercise for uh, some reasons uh, that uh, he is being tagged as supporting one candidate against the other. So he decided to recuse himself from the entire exercise. It is also not clear whether he carried that through will be uh, monitoring. So that is uh, the situation here generally. The Electoral Commission, as well as the voting materials itself, is also yet to arrive here uh, at the center. If you can see it from behind me, this is the kind of uh, check that goes through uh, before anyone uh, enters through the main entrance of the pastoral uh, center. So here in Sunilani, in the Bruno region, uh, we are still waiting to get the, the, the go-ahead and then have the uh, opportunity to enter. But as of now, it has been peaceful uh, from the outside here. There are no uh, ordinary people here. All those of us outside here are media personnel are waiting to enter. A few individuals who came, including uh, one or two party agents, one from uh, the camp of Minister uh, Lanchamantin, and then Kennedy uh, Japan, they were here, but they have left. Apparently, they also couldn't get accreditation to enter. Probably they are going to get it from uh, where the coordinators of the exercise here in the region before uh, they can enter. So here in the region, it is peaceful as at now. We still wait with less than one hour uh, to the start of the voting itself at nine. Uh, thank you very much, Precious. I want to take you to the Upper West region now. Another place where we expect the vice president to make a strong showing, and you see that on our smart wall, we'll be analyzing that for you as we looked at uh, Alan Chamanting also. So let's go there now. Uh, Rafiq Salam is joining us uh, from the Upper West Regional Voting Center. Rafiq, what can you report? We are now less than an hour to go. Rafiq. You're on mute. Please unmute yourself. Okay. Uh, hello. Uh, some, uh, uh, less than an hour for us to go for the real voting. Uh, we are currently at the School of uh, Business at the Simon D. Dombo University of Business and Integrated Development Studies. 
uh, activities here are not all uh, that in a rush. Uh, I've seen the electoral commission from 20 minutes ago uh, came with the uh, uh, ballot boxes and other few items, but they are also on their way uh, to the war police station to bring the ballot uh, papers. And so it's almost uh, certain here, but I'm going to see the delegates uh, who will be taking part uh, in this uh, election. Uh, we are talking about 32 delegates in all, 17 uh, regional executives, 11 constituency uh, chairmen, uh, 3 member of parliament, and then also a council uh, a member uh, for the region who happens to be the Apple's regional minister, Dr. Hafiz Abin Sali. So it's almost set here, but I have seen that some few interesting things here. I've seen some of the agents of the various aspirants, and one key person who is the agent of Kennedy Ajay Ajapon, uh, sorry, uh, Kennedy Ajay Ajapon, the Assam uh, South MP, is, uh, uh, is a former uh, football chairman, Kwisi Gentechi. He is the agent uh, for, uh, for Kennedy Ajapon. Kennedy Ajapon. Rafiq, many people will be interested in that story again of uh, Nyantechi returning to his home region, I believe. Exactly. Uh, to, to represent Canada, Japan. Have you managed to have a word with him? Uh, uh, official, but we have uh, some friendly banter and then we joke and laugh over issues. Uh, but we, official, I have not uh, been able to speak to him, but he's the one who is the agent for Canada, Japan. Okay, and, and that is significant indeed. And Rafiq, we'll see how this develops. But, 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 what, but, what, but what some of the uh, agents are telling me is that it's not about winning uh, the Superdelegates Conference. They want to be part uh, of the system. They want to make uh, the five, and that's what they are easily uh, looking for. And one happens to be a former MP of the Sasala East constituency, Ridwan Abbas. Now, he is telling me that it's not about winning this contest, but being part of the five. Okay. Uh, Rafiq, thank you very much. We'll return to that, but let's pick up on the point that he just made there. The former president of the Ghana Football Association yeah. um, is the agent for Kennedy Air Japan uh, in the Upper West Region, his home region. Yes. And we saw when Kennedy Japan went to pick forms and even when he went to file the forms, yeah. it was the former GFA president, Kwesin Yantichi, who went with him that day. It was a rainy day. They walked through the rain with their supporters, hand in hand, and went in and filed. This bond has developed. But it developed from the, the Anas and Rumeya Anasis, who watches the watchman, and they became very close. He became his, the, the, the defender-in-chief yeah. of the former GFA president. He is returning the favor. Politics is about loyalty and alliances. He's keeping that loyalty. He is showing, he's paying back that loyalty that the, that the Kennedy Japan showed him at the time when he was at his lowest point. Exactly, and, and you've talked about a very important thing. Uh, politics is about mostly loyalty, and so for Christine Yantichi, this is the time to pay back. I mean, you've talked about how he was with Kennedy Japan, even in his court cases and, uh, um, you know, the uh, contempt issues, defamation cases. He's always been with Kennedy Japan, and so I am not surprised uh, that he's there. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have imagined that he was. Uh, he would ever be Kenya Japan's polling agent. But based on their kind of history, I'm not surprised that he shows up there. Okay. I, I want to stay in the northern area. I want to go to northern region to be very precise. I want to bring in Martina Bugri, who is joining us on the uh, northern region. Another very important place. And when we when we're done with that, I will I'll tell you what uh, Baumia's story is in that part 
of the country because that is uh, largely his, his home region as well. Martina, what's the story there this morning with just a few minutes ago? Before voting starts, by the way. Please unmute. Yeah. Well, not allowed to since it's currently being held and so all those who have come are at the entrance the main entrance leading to the place martina we i lost you at the beginning um you you're saying that people are not being allowed into the voting center yes so we are told that um, the media is not allowed into the the school where the elections is being held now and so we are told to be at the gate so any media person who has been here at, at the entrance we have ctfm we have adum fm and we have majority radio and, and many others who are here and so for us here we'll probably be waiting for a final directive from the party or whoever is in charge to allow us in but for now we are going to be reporting from the outside. For now, I have also seen that the Electoral Commission um, has been escorted with their materials inside the, the, the school where the election is going to be held. Uh, there is a barricade here where people are scanned before they are allowed into the compound where the election is held. But for now, we are at the entrance. Uh, thank you very much, Martina. I want to go back to the party's national headquarters where my colleague Samuel Mbura is having a conversation with the director of elections of the party, Evans Nemako. Will not come to us. We've left it in the hands of the Ghana Police Service. And we know, looking at the caliber of delegates for this special electoral college, we are talking of our council of elders, our foundation members, our members of parliament. National Council members, National Executive Committee. These are senior echelon members of the party. So expect the best today. So how many people, for the purpose of emphasis, are supposed to come and cast their ballots here? The headquarters will have a total of 203 uh, delegates voting. In all, we have uh, 956 delegates, and, and it's cast across the country. So headquarters, we are expecting... Uh, 203. Ashanti region, we are looking at 118. Uh, there are uh, other, other regions, we are looking at 29, 50, 48, and that strength. But you know, we are having 956 delegates for this special electoral college. You'll be expecting the president, the former president, Kufu, all the big wigs of the party coming here to cast their ballots? We expect all national council members to cast their votes. And what is your message so far as Congress? You indicated that no Congress today is concerned. What, what do you have to say? Do you think that they are strictly going by it with the information you are getting across the country and here? Arrangement we put in is that this is going to be a working voting. Uh, we've communicated that to the rank and file. Uh, aspirants have appreciated this arrangement. And so when people walk in, They've gone through the checks, the protocols. They will cast their vote and leave. Uh, when it is 1 o'clock, the EEC will close the polls. We'll do the counting. We'll transmit results to the EEC headquarters. We'll have collation done at the EEC headquarters. And then uh, final declaration of the first five will be done at the party's headquarters. So have you met the agents of these aspirants yet, or you're yet to do that? Elections are going to take place in all the... I'm talking about the headquarters here. The, the, the headquarters, they, they should be in. 
Yeah, I've seen, I've seen them there. I've seen that EC has set up. Yes. But I'm asking whether you have you have prior engagement with them before. If there's going to be anything, is the EC, the police service, and and the elections committee. And so, if there's any concern, it will come to us. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Evans, that's the director of elections of uh, the NPP, Evans Nemako, telling us um, what is going to happen here at the party headquarters. So, we also have the military coming here to augment the Ghana police service to man security here at the headquarters. So, everything is actually tight here. I, I, I saw earlier that the EC has mounted the boots. The, uh, there was a bit of a conference between the agents and the EC ahead of the election in the next, um, let's say, 40 minutes here at the headquarters of the MPP. So we are, we are still waiting um, to see uh, what, what happens at the party headquarters. But you heard uh, Evans earlier talking about the fact that uh, the president, the vice president, all those who constitute members of the National Council of the Party, National Executive Council of the Party, are supposed to be here. Earlier, too, I spoke to Mr. Ohininto, who is the former general secretary of the party, and then he tells me that he's also coming to cast his uh, uh, balance here. But Elton is here. Uh, we can also hear from Elton as well. Right. So, yes, yeah, so, so, so clearly the, the, the party is, is ready for the, the Congress, as, as we can see. But it's just what, 8.17, we are just about uh, 43 minutes to go. The electoral commission have set up inside and waiting for the process to start at 9 a.m. Earlier, there was some meeting. So we saw the camp of Alan Chemantin, uh, represented by Hobson Adoye and Anna Hilinto. They came in. They were part of the meeting. We are unclear what the meeting was about, but clearly it may relate to today's events. And they told us that they are quite okay with the way things went and hoping that everything will go smoothly. So many allegations, even ahead of the pools, about you know some allegation of uh, camping, you know, that's flying around. Some of the, some of the aspirants are claiming that they were denied access to some of the delegates uh, in the few hours running up to today. That transparent and free, even though they are optimistic of making the first five. At this stage, it is safe to say that you hear all manner of allegations, depending on who, who you speak to and where the allegation is coming from. But we are just a few minutes away from the start of the program. It is from uh, 9 a.m. Uh, to 1 p.m. And then hopefully after that, uh, we'll understand. Now, because this is the party headquarters, because this is the party headquarters, what we know is that President Kufado, the vice president, all of them will be coming here to vote. Uh, together with some identifiable persons, including uh, some members of the National Council. This is a designated spot for what you want to describe as a VVIP. So there's a heavy military and police presence here to ensure that everything goes smoothly. The party is here to open the uh, door for the media to have access into the main premises of the party. So it's unclear why, but hopefully uh, with time they will explain to us why the media has been kept outside so, so Elton, of the earlier, main door. Earlier, the uh, director of elections, Evans Nemako, was of the point that for now they want to be sure that everything is cleared so they can get additional or adequate space for the media to come and occupy. But I can see the posters. We know that as part of the directive, the party has indicated that no Congress or no campaigning in any form 
I don't know what you make of this as though. Uh, no. Well, it's very interesting. I would have thought that the party would have taken steps to remove every poster from their wall, knowing very well today is a D-Day. As it is with national elections, you wouldn't find some of these things, especially at the polling centers, but uh, here at the party headquarters, it is, it is actually like a marketplace for those who are seeking to lead the party or those who are seeking to make the, the first five. Now, on the, on the wall, you will find Wache Jacob, uh, Adainimo, Dr. Akuto, uh, Manten, Opoku, <laughs> the vice president, very dominant, yeah, yeah. and of course, all the other candidates mm. uh, still campaigning. Yeah. Maybe this will influence somebody <laughs> to change his mind exactly. at the last minute. But whatever it is, I think it's, a, it's, it's untidy for now. Maybe it escaped the party uh, to remove the process. But clearly, uh, the people who are coming here are people who are uh, very much into the party, the president, the vice president. Uh, cast of elders and other leading members of the party. They are the ones who will be voting here. Uh, over 200 in Bura. Yeah, over about 203. That's what the director of elections, Evans Nemako, uh, is, is saying. Uh, but I, I think the security has been very tight. Uh, earlier, I engaged the Greater Accra Regional Commander of the Ghana Police and the COP, Gariba. He wouldn't disclose right the number of uh, men they have deployed on the ground, but we, we've seen that we have adequate men around. Yeah. The military are also here to ensure that the security is tight. Even when Evans Demako arrived here, uh, because they didn't know him, they had to come towards his car to ask for his um, credential before they allow him and all that. Yeah, I mean, we've seen how the security is, has been beefed up. We've seen military men who have also been deployed here. I mean, you understand that because the president and the vice president are expected to be casting their vote here, then that sort of, you know, uh, uh, security beefing up is expected. And that's why the, the military men have been deployed here. So, really, I think the party is, is leaving nothing to chance. They want to be prepared for anything that will happen here. And because the two gent gentlemen will be here, the place has to be fortified. And that's why I think you see a lot of these military set up. But look, the security is really up and tight here and, and it's something that we should applaud them for so I don't know if you have further observation Elton well so so uh, so for those who are watching us on on joy news and of course on joy 99.7 and all affiliates and then worldwide around at myjoyonline.com this is where you want to keep your downs and of course this is where you want to stay tuned because you have every angle covered and in the next few minutes the action will actually start and we're going to see how it's going to pan out because this is this is very instructive. Instructive in the sense that it is a morale booster contest, if you like, ahead of the November 4 uh, National Delegates Congress of the Party, where then you're going to have over 200,000 people come to to vote. This is like three percent of the fr of, of of the of the fraction. Three percent. Now the November will have over 200,000. But depending on how well you will do, you will go into November thinking very, knowing very well that you have the support of a sizable number of the the delegates and that's for me is very instructive because it gives you the confidence that you are probably ahead of your competitors and that is the reason why for example the camp of the vice president is hoping to win as many as 70 percent of the votes now the camp of alan chamantin are also hoping that they will make a strong showing and then also who the, the other camps, Kwabne Japan, Dr. Akutefi, all of them hoping that they will make a strong showing to give them uh, the, the, the comforts or better still uh, the, 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 the morale to go to, 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 go, uh, to the November election. So Evans and uh, Winston, we're here. Uh, very soon we're going to start the program. Apart from Evans, I've not come across any leading member of the party here. 
the aspirants and their delegates or their representatives a while ago concluded a meeting with the leadership here and then of course they told me that everything is said everything is okay and they are hoping that the, that the process will be free fair and transparent the electoral commission is also set and ready to have the election underway so this, this is what is happening here now. Not much apart from the many security personnel who are here, far outnumbering those who are coming here. So it tells you how serious uh, the IGP or better still, uh, the state security is taking this, uh, this matter. Very much because that is a place where we're having the president and the vice president all voting, and so security indeed has to be tight. I want to quickly bring in right now Maxwell Kudeko, who is standing by uh, for us right now from the Eastern Region Voting Center. Hello, Maxwell. Uh, what's happening there? Hi, Ivan. Uh, it's been an honor of drizzling morning here at the Kofudia Senior High Technical School, where the special delegate conference for the Eastern Region MPP is happening. Um, I got here before seven, and around that time, we had quite a number of security personnel here manning uh, the venue. Um, there are about two or three uh, checkpoints. That's the main checkpoint before you get to the center. The security is quite tight here. Not too long ago, I saw this visibility personnel on motorbike patrolling um, the campus of the Ecofodia sector. And then also other um, policemen, those who are not in uniform and those who are not also in uniform here. The main um, attraction center, the main polling center, is a restricted area where not if you are not accredited, you cannot um, enter here. We are told that eight, 81 delegates are expected to uh, participate in this exercise. And the 81 um, uh, delegates comprises of 25 members of parliament, um, 17 regional executives, 33 constituency chairmen, three council of uh, council members, two founding fathers, and one minister here in the Eastern region. Not too long ago, the officials of the Electoral Commission arrived here with um, electoral materials, and then uh, they started sorting uh, the materials. I've seen quite a number of agents for the uh, candidate. I must say that right from um, the the entrance of the Kofodia Technical University to the main center, that's the polling center, there is no single candidate who has his posters or banners here. The only poster you can see here is a notice of pool that has pictures and information of the various um, uh, aspirants. So presently, the officials of the Electoral Commission are sorting out the materials and then also uh, checking out that everything is intact with the agents or the various candidates. I have seen quite a number of a few members of parliament appearing here as agents for one candidate or the other. Uh, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia uh, is being represented by a former member of parliament for the Zoom constituency, Mr. Ransford. Japan. I think he's the first MPP member of parliament. And then also the uh, parliamentary candidate for the Akwetia constituency in the 2020 election, Mr. N.S. Yaukumi, is also an agent for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. I've also seen the former member of parliament for Nkoko constituency, uh, Mr. Eduse Piasa, uh, who is called Okechi. He, he is also representing Mr. Alan Koju Chiramatin. I've seen other um, agents also representing Mr. Dayanimbo and the other candidate. Presently, they are sorting out the materials with the 
the electoral commission hoping to start ballot uh, at exactly nine o'clock. I've not seen any of the regional executives here, or um, mostly the delegate. None of them um, have showed up here, but the agents are here trying to sort things out. This is a very calm atmosphere. The security president is very, uh, uh, very, very tight here. Uh, Chief Superintendent Nia uh, is in charge of um, uh, operation, police operations in, in the Eastern region. So I've just come across Mr. Uh, okay, so he's a former member of parliament for uh, in Koko. As I said, he is representing Mr. Alan Kodu Chamachi. Uh, honorable, so far, uh, officials of the ECP have arrived. They are going through the matches. Are you okay with the arrangements? Again, everything is very displayed. Oh, for now, for now, it's okay. I don't know what subsequently may happen, but for now, I think I'm quiet. The place is serene, a lot of security people around. So, I think I am, I am okay for now. You are very much okay. Yeah. No foul play, everything. Well, oh, we've not started. We've not even started. No. So if there will be foul play, it will manifest itself when the process starts. Events leading to now has been fair. Ooh. So, so far, so good. Not 100%, but well, in any human institution, you don't expect 100%. But so far, I, I don't think there's no not much cause for alarm. What are you expecting at the end of the post today in the history? In terms of Total arrangement is also. Oh, I, 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 I expect it to be very nicely conducted, very friendly conducted. Yeah, family. We are not, we are, we are not fighting. Even if it was an NDC MPP affair, still we are Ghanaians. Much less that it is a family. It, and, and that's, a, and that's the issue regional report there uh, at the polling centre. There uh, is about to start in 30 minutes. I want to bring in quickly from the Volta region. Uh, also joining us, Fred Kwame Asari and Fred. We just had the report from the eastern region. This is a volatile region, stronghold of the opposition in D.C. I'm curious, what's the situation in that part of the country? Well, Ivan, everything here in the volatile region is calm, I should say. We are uh, here at the Reverend Bishop Conan Center at Sokodi Lokwe, where the superdelegates uh, congress will be taking place. I am told 41 uh, delegates would cut their ballots here at the, at the uh, center here, we have uh, two ministers, uh, two founding fathers, two national council members, 17 regional executives, 18 constituency executives who will be participating in the elections here at the Reverend uh, Kuning's, uh, Bishop Kuning Center. Uh, I should say that security here is very tight. We have about uh, 50 security personnel stationed here to ensure that there is uh, peace and the exercise goes on smoothly without any hindrance. At the main entrance, we have some officers stationed there who would check whoever is coming to the premises. Uh, I've seen that they've returned about two or three cars because they were not able to identify themselves and to state why they are coming to the uh, election center. Before you enter the main hall, there's also some security officers there who would check you and then uh, see your accreditation before they allow you access to the voting center. Uh, some agents have already arrived here for the uh, uh, aspirants. Eight out of the ten uh, agents for eight out of the ten aspirants have arrived here, and then the EC have taken them through pep talks as to how the exercise would go on. So everything is going on smoothly here at the Volta region. Also, I spoke to the EC officials who mentioned that uh, they are set. They are all set for the event or the election. So they are only waiting for the time to 
uh, 9 a.m. and then they start with the election process. But then I am yet to see some of the delegates who would be participating in today's election. So even here in the Volta region, all is set. And then the EC officials are just waiting for 9 a.m. to start elections. Okay, uh, Fred, thank you very much from the Volta region. I want to quickly bring in the party's uh, director of communications, Richard Ahiaba, uh, who's joining us right now via Zoom. And Richard, we've just been to your party, the national uh, office uh, at uh, Asylum Down. One of the uh, key concerns coming up is the wall there. It's a wash with paraphernalia and posters. The party is, though, very clear that there shouldn't be any campaigning at all near any polling center. How is the party dealing with this, considering that you have a clear rule that forbids this? So I still can't hear you, uh, Richard. Please unmute for me. Oh, sorry, Ellis. Yes, I can hear you loud and clear, yes. Thank you kindly. And I was just uh, apologizing earlier that I couldn't be with you in the studio. Um, um, If you look, it's, it's... Almost all the 10 of them have their poster there. So I don't think that that is much of a problem. If it was a, a situation where there is only one person or two people's uh, posters on there, then maybe it would be a call for, uh, for concern. But the way it is now, um, there really shouldn't be anything wrong with it. Then I got somebody to just scrape that whole wall of these posters because it's campaigning at a polling center. Clear violation of the rules. Oh, we lost. It bears the face of all of them, um, and and so uh, in the nature of things, it's a standardized situation now. Nobody is discriminated against. Anybody who will complain, uh, take take it from the standpoint of the aspirants. If they want to complain, then they are complaining about themselves. Um, yes, if if we had been removed, fair enough, would have been okay. But since all of them have their faces on that wall, I think that uh, evens it out. Uh, nobody is disadvantaged in the matter. Well, you said uh, tonight, uh, this morning, as you've been going around the country, everybody appears, every place appears to be calm, and uh, EC officials are, are set to go, uh, confident that the processes that you put in place to ensure that this is free and fair, considering all the complaints going into this, will hold and deliver you an outcome that will be devoid of acrimony and and people raising objections going into November? Well, thank you, Evans. And before I answer your question, let me take the time to commend um, the election committee, uh, chaired by the Right Honorable uh, Mike Aaron Okwey, and the able men who support and women who support him, um, let me also commend the candidates. Um, they have been very active and engaged with the process. The, the, the committee is open its door to all the aspirants and they've had great engagement. They've made input. Uh, so what you see today is a collective product of the committee engaging the party, engaging the aspirants and their campaigns to produce what we're saying today. So if you ask me in some, this is our collective product. The outcome will be collective, in which case uh, we will uh, you know, receive the, the results uh, with open arms and, and then move on. I don't anticipate anybody raising any objection because um, they've, they've had great input and that is shaped uh, what we have today. With that quick intervention there, yes, Sir Winston? Yes, I mean, I've listened to him, but I mean, we've made that point already. Uh, that's nothing you can, I mean, look, 
can people go to the YMCA Center in Greater Accra and say that we are going to splash uh, 10 pictures of or posters of all the candidates and that's the end of it because once everybody's poster is there, it's enough, you can go on. No, you have said, do not do this. Charity, they say, begins at home. Start from the party headquarters. Just clean the walls. It's as simple as that. Mm. And, and indeed, I, I, I want to uh, go around the country because uh, wrapping up on the various centres, uh, we'll do that pretty shortly. We may possibly be going back to the Shanty region again uh, pretty shortly on this as well. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Winston, um, of course today is key. And I was asking the last question about ensuring that this is not only free and fair, but it seemed to be so. Also because all the complaints going in. And we know sometimes the outcomes, the post-election phases are more difficult than the pre-enduring. And that's one of the things we have to manage. Exactly, Evans. But the thing about elections and elections of this nature is that in the build-up to every election... Uh, uh, just just hold, hold, hold it there. Let's bring in uh, right now, let's go back to the national headquarters because the general secretary is, is talking uh, to, to the media right now, uh, Justin Kodia. As uh, super delegate today, that's what I have to say. We know that the party has already directed that no form of congress or campaigning or gathering or whatsoever. Are the aspirants going by it? Well, I've not had any information as to they going contrary to the rules set up by the elections committee. So far, everything looks orderly, and we are looking forward for a successful super delegate. You've not heard about claims of uh, some delegates allegedly being camped by some of the aspirants to influence them to vote for them? Well, when you pose that question, I find it difficult to respond. If you look at the caliber of people who are going to partake in this special delegate, as general secretary, have I been camped? I have not. No, none of the national officers have been camped. Regional officers, who is going to camp regional officers? And the constituency chairperson. These are the highest uh, 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 officers of the party. So I don't see how any of them can become, and who is going to direct them that they should go and become at a place. What is the assurance from you as a general secretary that these elections will be conducted free and fair? Well, so far as you have seen, there are no issues here. There, there is no uh, manner of uh, um, disorganization here. Everything is going on peacefully, and that's how we expect it to end by 1 p.m. So the president and the vice and all the big wigs of the party should be here in the next one hour to well, vote? I can tell you that the president will be here by 9. And by what time are you closing the post? Are you going by the 1 p.m. directive? Yes, it starts at 9 and it closes at 1 p.m. And I'm yet to confirm from the elections committee, but ordinarily no counting can be done before 1 p.m. Even if all delegates have voted, every center should wait to 1 p.m. before counting begins. Through this medium, what's your message to all aspirants and delegates across the country? Well, we all need to be decorous. And the way and manner in which the elections committee have managed the process, they've done a yeoman's job, and we say kudos to them. But at the end of the day, we also urge the aspirants that every concern that they raised during or before uh, today uh, were addressed by the elections committee, which I know they had their last meeting on Thursday. So everything should be fine. At the end of the day, we are selecting five out of ten. And it's not a question about this person has won, this person has lost. Is the MPP that's one, and that should be the feeling among all of us. So, okay. what type of aspirants are you looking at for at the end of the day? Because you are looking beyond the this election, going to a flag bearer elections, and then the main election in 2024 to break the eight. What type of aspirants are you expecting to have as a party? Well, those who will be chosen by the party delegates, 
definitely the party delegate, they are delegates. And being a delegate means being a delegate means that you are there to represent the aspiration of the general party people. So any person who will be selected will be someone who resonates well with the rank and file of the party. General, you directed that there should not be Congress or gathering or whatever form, but we've seen the post.